happy birthday. And uh, these are the words that were read to the family this morning. It's a gift we can get to Jane and Kelly from Target. We can say it is Thanksgiving and giving and reading and learning. So those are just some of the gifts. But what are our giving truths? And I'll talk more about those in a little bit. Thank you. 
in order to fill the whole need. And essentially, he's just saying, Jesus came, he did me this work before, he turned his back, and he left behind the church. And then you know that the gifts he left, that are going to be talked about in this particular chapter, are not examples of that. But they're actually particular gifts that have purpose that can be defined as well. And so in verse 11, he writes, So Christ is God gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Now there's four or five gifts there, and we're not going to argue the point that there's only five gifts, because I'm up here and I'm the one talking in this one. But the four or five gifts difference is that there's a definite article before the first four that he uses the word Christ. And it's all been taught in Greek words and how to use over the history of the church. You don't take um, the gift of pastor and the gift of teacher and necessarily say, so we're going to go with five gifts this time. These gifts are to equip the saints, that is to equip the church for work of service so that the body of Christ might be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, okay, attaining to the whole measure of fullness in a very real way, as each of us who have been gifted, use our gifts to equip the people around us, the end result will be one body, one powerful body, that is able to serve all the purposes of Jesus Christ in His church and through His church. This is a beautiful passage. This is no longer talking. Of course, we didn't know exactly what to do with these spiritual gifts that we have. Passages, let me summarize what Paul has been teaching us. When we ask Jesus to rescue us from our sins, that is, when we are saved, when we are born again, God places within each of us His Spirit. He places all of His Spirit in each and every one of us. Now, I don't know about you, but that's bad math. I can't do that. If I give all the money in my wallet to Gary this morning, I have way more money in my wallet to give it to Jeff or to Steve to Elizabeth. But when God gives His Spirit, He can give all of the Spirit to each one of us who know Jesus as the Savior and still not diminish the omnipresent Spirit of God. I don't know how He does it, but He does it. And so, no one can say, well, I only got a little bit of the Spirit, but I'll give you much. No, what we do is based on how we operate with God has given us. He places his spirit in us, and he places within us gifts, or I like to call them graces, that we might serve the body of Christ in particular ways with his power. Now, having said that, I know that there are many people who serve in the church, and they serve very faithfully in the church, and it's not happening. But if they're not serving out of the gifts that they have, well, these are serving or under our gifts because the power of God is not necessarily enabling that. Secondly, the function of these gifts or graces is for the good or growth or benefit of others. That they would serve in Christ, that they learn to serve Christ, and that they also master their spiritual gifts so that they can then go and do likewise with other people. It's a gift that keeps dripping, if you will. Each generation of believers impact the next 
generation of believers. And so, I'm, and so this morning, I'm, I'm talking to my viewers that Jesus gave to his disciples, who then gave to the people in Jerusalem and the towns around there, and they passed it on and ultimately obtained their heart.
God that empowers the gospel would be declared to enable a special graces or enablement. We spiritually get the whole chosen by God. We don't go picking them out. We don't want to be a pastor. I think I want to be a giver.
been successfully involved with the team of people who traveled from church to church doing spiritual gift inventory. I had discussed that with 400 individuals from 30 congregations with dozen denominations and ministries. So I talked about the relationship that I had. We know much, much about how we've been empowered by God and we think we do, and we accepted each other's efforts. Secondly, the average church person has not found enough spiritual activity in their church to even begin to determine how they might be gifted by God, and they are smaller in influence than they should be. The average church person usually throws away they are not gifted to fill, and deep down inside they know they are just a lone body filling a spot. And that's the meaning of the church. Most church groups are filled with individuals who would say if they believe that their effort would indeed make a difference, but they don't think it will.